Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob, and Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs at Tab. Helps me out with your comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. We're here till 11. Um, three lines wide open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Let's get right to your calls. Let's go to Rich in Nagatuck. What's going on, Rich? Good morning, gentlemen. Happy morning. Saturday. Yeah, you too. Question for you. Taking uh, an opportunity to uh, relocate uh, within the state here. Mm. And uh, opportunity to uh, maybe cut the cable TV nice. cord. So I'm looking for some advice, suggestions to uh, streamline it. Well, you, you all you need at your new at your new location. How many people are in your home? I should ask that first. Just be two. Okay, so you'll be fine with you know fifty to sixty megabits of bandwidth. Okay, right. if you get a hundred, that's going to be their default. That's fine. That's all you need: internet, cable, um, cable internet, or broadband internet wherever you're going at about right. around that hundred megabit speed. Then it's just a matter of choosing your your um, choosing your poison, whether it's YouTube TV, Hulu. Disney Plus, you name them. There's so many out there. Right, and that's, um, I guess, kind of where the crux of my question comes in at, is that uh, can you uh, sort of uh, give me a, a short caption of uh, advantages, disadvantages for those out there? So there are all sorts of different pricing models. The one I landed on was YouTube TV, and it's 70 channels, uh, way more sports than I even care to look at. Um, mm -hmm. But it seems to be very all-encompassing. It's a good quality, and I've had... Good luck with it. It's fifty bucks, local uh, channels for seventy channels of local, of course. All your local channels, all the channels you'd ever want, are all there for you. Um, you can cancel anytime, so you're not locked into any contracts. Um, mm -hmm. Sling, I guess, has other packages you could choose uh, based on the amount of, amount of channels you think you're going to want. You can, if you look at each each provider, they'll tell you what they're going to offer, um, and you can choose. Hey, hey, I like watching National Geographic, so you pick you pick that package. Um, so I would just tell you to do a little research and compare the different streaming services to your preferences. And, you know, obviously if you have Amazon Prime, which is 100 bucks a year, um, then you've got all the Amazon that you could ever want as far as their right. ability to rent movies and some of their, their shows. If you've got Netflix, so that's $13 roughly. Um, but I will need a uh, streaming-type device such as a Roku or a Fire Stick or such, correct? Correct. And I'd have you look at the NVIDIA Shield as well. If oh, you're, I never heard of that one. Yeah, NVIDIA is the biggest name in video when it comes to our computers these days. Um, right. And they've come up with their own streaming box. And it's, oh, okay. it's a good quality, powerful box. And um, keep it in mind, it's an Android-based, Android TV-based uh, operating system. And I chose it because, again, it's NVIDIA. I want, I want my video, <laughs> the thing mm -hmm. I'm watching, to be put out by a company that knows video. And their latest one will do 4K upscaling. So you could download the, and watch 
the product at 1080p and get a 4K upscale, so you're not using the data that that a 4K video would take up versus a 1080p video. Okay. But you still okay. get the same quality if you're going to go to that. So, right. and it's and again, you know, a couple hundred dollars for that box, uh, one-time cost. I, I don't know. Don't hold me to the price off the top of my head, but you know, you buy you buy those streamers for each of your TVs, depending on where you're going to be watching. You can you know, go with your smart TV and use the apps on the smart TV, or you can just use a, a box. And I found that keeping my smart TV out of the equation is easier than dealing with the box because the box can go with you. You can take it on vacation. Go, right. You know, it's kind of nice. Yeah, we don't have a smart TV with it. So uh, so essentially you've got this NVIDIA, NVIDIA rather, I apologize, okay. and then the Roku, of course, a Fire Stick um, yep. from Amazon. What are, uh, Any others? Apple TV is another alternative. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, okay. it's funny. TiVo, I mean, I had TiVo boxes, and I was happy with them for years. They just wouldn't let you load apps. So I punted <laughs> all my I punted all my TiVo. I mean, okay. I don't know how short-sighted that company was, but they really blew it, as far as I'm concerned. All right, so we've got four. Yeah. NVIDIA, Roku, Fire Stick, and Apple, essentially. Yep. Correct? yep, you can also use a Chromecast if you want to cast it from your phone, but that gets a little funky. Yeah. Yeah, I go bothered with that. Okay. All right. All right terrific. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate the, it very uh, much. Yeah, you're welcome. NVIDIA Shield TV. Yeah. The basic one is one forty nine ninety nine, and the TV, Shield TV Pro is one ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, so two hundred bucks. And I saw it at Best Buy, or whatever. The same prices. I'm at the NVIDIA site. Yeah. All right, Rich. Okay. Thanks very much, gentlemen. You're welcome. Appreciate Good luck. It. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Um, I want to bring up something too that I found just crazy. So, Tesla, right? Tesla, of course, people are buying used Teslas, right? And this poor guy, <laughs> feel bad for him. Tesla, here's the headline, remotely disables autopilot on used Model S after it was sold, of course, with that feature. So this poor guy goes and, and buys the car, and the, the company now claims the owner of the car who purchased it from a third-party dealer, a dealer who bought it at a, from an auction held by Tesla itself, did not pay for the feature. So somehow, Autopilot got flipped on this Model S, right? It's an $8,000 add-on. The way Tesla works, it's crippleware, right? So they, you, your car has all the abilities of, 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 of a fully functioning Tesla, but what they do is they cripple it until you pay. So if you want the added battery life, you got to pay for that. They flip that on. Even though the battery is in the car, they'll cripple it until you pay. So same thing with Autopilot. So this car came with Autopilot from the Tesla auction. But then what happened was later on, Tesla does an audit. And they go look at the car and say, hey, these guys never, this car never had somebody purchase Autopilot. You know what we're going to do? Flip it off. And they turned it off remotely. That should not be a possibility. You, you, you should have some sort of customer intervention that says, yes, Tesla, I allow you to touch my vehicle. But no, these companies are able to, like even the fires in California, they were able to uncripple the batteries of Teslas because, of course, they had, people had to get out of California on those fires, and they didn't want them stuck on the road with the battery running out of juice. Of course, the battery had the juice in it, but it was crippled. They flipped the battery so it could go further. <laughs> you know, Now that battery could still be flipped, and, the, and, and now they sell the car, and then months later, Tesla says, hey, wait a minute. These guys never bought that extra battery time. I'm going to turn it off. <laughs> That shouldn't happen. Um, so there's got to be some laws out here, guys, so that you can at least, when you purchase something, expect it to be what it is. And you should be the one.
to say, geez, Tesla has this update that might improve my range or might improve my this or that that you should accept as a user rather than having them mandate it. Because what happens when they make a mistake? How many times have well, you that heard- doesn't happen. <laughs> How many times have you heard antivirus programs that thought Windows itself was the virus and all of a sudden hundreds of thousands of systems stop working because the antivirus attacks the operating system? They made a mistake. This kind of stuff happens all the time. We as consumers have to be protected from these companies. You know, they can say, hey, you have an update. We would like to apply it. Would you allow us to? And then you can take action. But no, Tesla can just reach right into your car and make these changes. That doesn't seem right to me. Um, we'll put the link up here from The Verge about this story. But And then after you go and something doesn't work, what do you do? You take it in for repair. They charge you and tell you, Hey, it's turned off. Right. Hey, <laughs> hey we, we have to pay for that. We had to let you know that that thing that wasn't purchased. So if you pay us eight thousand bucks to get it back. Um, I don't know. It's a, that doesn't sound like it's a, a a good way to go to go to market. But that's what they're doing. Uh, I'll put a link up there for you guys so you can read the story yourself. Um, but I just want to make sure I talked about it today. Uh, let's go to Rich in the car. What's going on, Rich? Uh, good morning. Morning. Um, I was talking with somebody recently who was telling me I should be using a password manager uh-huh. uh, for my various passwords with uh, whatever accounts I use, charge accounts, uh, bank accounts, things like that. Uh-huh. And the idea being that, you know, it's another step toward having someone grab a hold of a password and just wreak havoc uh, on your accounts. Mm. And I usually use Firefox as a browser. Oh, boy. Yep. And I notice that Firefox has what they call... Um, I think it's called Firefox Account Manager mm-hmm. uh, that, that they offer. And I'm just thinking, I said, well, I said, you know, if I use Firefox for it, then what happens if Firefox has a problem that gets breached? Then do they get my passwords anyways? They do. You're exactly right to be concerned. So it depends on what problem you're trying to solve. A password manager is necessary if you've got so many passwords and you're constantly logging into so many different things that you can't remember the passwords and you need the manager to manage it for you. My password manager is an index card system sitting on my desk that nobody can see, right? It's a, that's my password manager. Nobody can hack it. You need to break into my house to get my passwords. And if really, if that's well, what I you... I have similar, yeah. yeah. I, I keep all my passwards on, on, a, on an Excel file that I encrypt, yeah. Okay. So at least you have an encrypted file, and there, there it is safe. So it all comes down to how you're, what, you, what you want to do with your password manager. If this person is recommending it for additional security, I don't know that that is exactly what you get with it. Um, if you're constantly finding your not where your Excel file is, so you can't remember a password, then maybe a password manager makes sense. But in my life, this little index card system has been beautiful. I use a Rolodex. Yeah, and the and the passwords right. are complicated. Then of course you have two-factor authentication on top of that, and now it's very difficult to to break into accounts. Um, if you do, it, there's plenty of examples of password managers being. Um, <laughs> I guess that's the word. Uh, so compromised. Compromised, yeah. And um, so I'm not so sure I would do that. You know, okay. that's just well, my approach. Like I said, I always, I always worry, you know, think about the fact that, well, now you're giving all your information to a third party. Right. So what happens when the third party gets violated? Exactly. And that's a very valid thought I would have. And um, it happens. Yeah. The problem is yeah, the. I'm sure it happens. I, I bet you it was a younger folk that probably recommended this to you, right? Uh, correct. Yeah. 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 So, okay. and you probably could guess some of their passwords because they put all the information on Facebook. 
So you you know if, if you well, I know I know he doesn't, but okay. <laughs> well, they fill out those questionnaires saying what was your first car, or where did you go to school, or what's your first band, uh, yeah. what's your first concert. All those are security questions. Um, so I mean these these guys don't always think it all the way through. And again, you can say hey I'm a knuckle draggling dragging troglodyte for putting it on a index card, but you know what? You can't hack that. Period. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about my password manager getting hacked. I don't have to worry about the interface between the password manager not working, which also happens. If your password manager goes down, it does, then you can't get into all your stuff because you've been completely dependent on this password manager. It happened recently with LastPass. They were down. So imagine if you had to get into your passwords and you couldn't because that service was down. Now you're locked out of everything. You're locked out of paradise. (laughs) Thanks Thanks to LastPass. Right. So the, I mean, so another good thing to do, I presume, then, is to use different passwords for different financial accounts. Oh, you better be doing that. Yeah. If you yeah. use the same one, any one of those institutions gets impacted, and the bad guy says, oh, uh, Rich uses, you know, I don't know, you know, Scrooge McDuck as a password, <laughs> you're going to go lose your money in other places pretty quickly as they log into those locations. They have nothing right. but time. And you have, you know, if you've used the same password everywhere, you kind of deserve to be hacked. Okay. No, you have once I don't, but I can understand the logic. No, I know that. I'm just saying that for those that are out there. If I could, one other quick question. Yeah. Um, Since I got a, I'm now using a a Windows uh, 10 system, and I'm using the, uh, what is it, um, Office 365. Mm hmm. is there a way to buy Office, like yeah. the old-fashioned way, on a CD-ROM, and it's yours? Of course. They don't, they don't want to market it really hard, but yeah, we, we sell it all the time to our customers who don't want to rent it forever. Not on a CD-ROM, but you yeah. get a key and they download it's it. It's a download. We can put a link to how you buy it. It's not a big deal. Buy it once. Why rent it? Right, but they, they'll do the updates, I, I presume. Yep. Right. Yep. Oh, yeah. They'll still support it. Eventually, they're going to try to get everybody to rent everything forever. But for now, you can still, of course, buy the separate software, pay for it once. Most people do not want to keep updating their software every five minutes. It's Word for crying out loud. It's Excel. You know, how many updates do you really need to do a Word document? Um, most people, most normal people, are using the same version of Windows um, Office for you know five six seven years the only time they're forced to change is when microsoft says no more updates for you or when your third-party erp system can not talk to your outlook anymore because they're basing it off the last two versions and you're three versions behind so that's right. when the forced right. upgrade occurs but being yeah, up I mean, to I date been using, i had been using office 2010 i had a, a disc board i think it was yeah. licensed for three computers okay and you know now it's like, okay, is this all gone bye-bye? I, I nope. hate to just have to keep writing something. Yeah, you can you can buy Office 2019 is the current version. All right. Yeah, you put a link up there. appreciate it. We'll do that for you, sir. Thank you, gentlemen. Great show. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break and get back to more of your calls. We have three lines open for you. Bob and Avon, hang on. Feel free to get online, though, if, you're, if you'd like to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab here at 11 o'clock. Let's get right to your calls. Three lines open for you. If you're listening on the stream uh, anywhere in the country, 800-966-WTIC. It's toll free. 
And I uh, just love to hear management scream at us when the toll-free calls come in and we're paying for the long distance, right? Right, Mike? <laughs> Let's go to Bob in Avon next. So what's going on, Bob? Hey, good morning, Eric. Bob Surya, how are you? Hey, good. Hey, um, I wanted to find out. I'm getting, I guess we're getting forced over to uh, change from uh, my Windows 7 Pro to Windows 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like my QuickBooks 2010, which I've, which works great, yep. uh, is not really compatible or appears not to be compatible with uh, Windows 10. You are correct, sir. So I'm totally... You're out of luck. No kind of .NET framework stuff? No. Nope. Right? Kind of no, nope. you can't get around it. Bob actually uh, has some information on that, right, Bob? Yeah, it's because it works with uh, Flash, and yeah. Windows 10 doesn't support Flash. So QuickBooks will only work with... Uh, uh, you know, Windows 10 will only work with QuickBooks 2015 or newer. I have an article here. I'm trying so to copy. A decade's too far back, Bob. I know. I'm cheap. I can't. What can I say? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it still does the math, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. We're gonna have to call the best, you know, to get that kind of information, which is a little more out of my realm, stuff like yeah, that. So. That's cool. Well, we appreciate yeah. it. But yeah, unfortunately, you had to upgrade. Okay. Well, I figured I'd just give a quick call and. Say hello, and I uh, appreciate your your advice. Yeah, real quick while I got you. 8K yeah. TVs, are you selling them like hotcakes? Uh, not yet. They will be. Uh, this year is going to be the big push starting in uh, March, April, May. The, the TV lineups from all the manufacturers are going to start changing. Yeah. And uh, what they're trying to do basically is with a higher dot pitch like 8K, mm-hmm. just give you a bigger TV right. in a smaller room for more of the home theater experience and stuff like that. I usually wait for the first run to go by because it's the price is too high and there's really not that much of an advantage. Right, but if you're thinking 8K, like I've, I've got 4K and I'm, I can't really tell the difference between 1080p and 4K personally. You almost would need two TVs side by side to know the difference as far as I'm concerned. Um, but if you go to 8K, what's the minimum size TV you should even bother with if you're going to go 8K? I would think bare minimum would be 65, but they're really more looking in the uh, 75, 85, 82 range. Who's got that so, kind of wall space? Believe it or not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can fit them in certain rooms. We, All right. We do actually a lot of 85-inch uh, TVs and stuff. See, the main issue where everyone gets fooled mm-hmm. is when you go into, say, either Costco or Best Buy or any of the big stores, they're showing streaming 4K video. which looks phenomenal. Mm. I mean, it's just... Unbelievable. Yeah. Then you put cable on, even though you may have a 4K cable box, you're watching highly compressed 1080 material. Right. So it doesn't have the same pop. So people sometimes get disappointed. Gotcha. Uh, that kind of thing. So that's so, why people are cutting the cable, too. Yeah. They're cutting the cable uh, going over to streaming services. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, we're finding, we were originally trying to figure out between, you know, Hulu Live and uh, YouTube TV, but it looks like YouTube TV for this area seems to be more popular. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the, it was roughly $50 a month. Yep. And then if you back that up, if you live in West Hartford, like you were saying oh. earlier with that, that other deal, that's phenomenal. Going net speed is yeah. just such a great thing. I wish we could see it in yeah. Southampton and Cheshire yeah. and is everywhere. Any any rumors on it spreading out into other areas in the farm? Yeah, they're happy to bring it to you as long as an, a, enough people in your town are, are going to go ahead and jump to it. So you got to tell Go NetSpeed you're interested, and then they'll come. It's it's not cheap to build out that infrastructure. Oh, I know, I know. So. I mean, uh, many years ago when uh, 
when uh, Mirage Resorts was trying to do the casinos in Hartford mm-hmm. uh, on Farmington Avenue down by the Hartford Insurance. Uh, yep. They wanted $250,000 to bring cable into the building for just one tenant. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah, so we elected to do eight antennas up on the roof. <laughs> there it is, Bob. We got we to gotta go. We got a hard break coming, okay. but nice chatting with you. Thanks. Same here. Yeah, all right. Thanks Good luck with your... Okay. Bob's got an upgrade to do. Good luck with that, Bob. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We got Nick and Jeff on the line from South Carolina. Uh-oh, he's probably got a joke for me again. I'm going to miss. Uh, two lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. back. We're here till 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. We have two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And uh, let's get right to your calls here on Computer Talk. We're going to go to, like I said, Jeff in uh, South Carolina, who always gets a joke in there, and I never know what's coming. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Good, good, good. I was telling my wife I missed the joke last time you called in completely. Oh, yeah. Well, that reminds me of my wife when she was cooking this ham. She cut the end of the ham off, put it in the oven, and then I said, why do you do that? She said, well, my, my, my mother did it. So I asked the mother the same thing. I said, why do you cut the end of the ham off and put it in the oven? She said, well, my mother did it. So then we asked her mother. She said, why do you cut the end of the ham off? She said, well, it wouldn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a ham joke. Yeah, so what do you got for your question? You talk about Microsoft certification is what your question was? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I already have an April certification, but it's, it's uh, rather old, but it's still it's been grandfathered in. Yep. But when, uh, I know when someone, I put it in for a job or somebody, I said, oh, this thing is pretty old, you know, what have you done to, to keep abreast of the new changes uh, that, that come out in the IT field? Yeah. And uh, I know, uh, I, I'm just, I want to get back in there, and I wanted to get uh, a suggestion, perhaps, from, from you guys, I know. Yeah, so... It's it's kind of a timely call because at Tab we're actually hiring, um, and we've been interviewing a lot of folks from a lot of big companies and even folks that are coming from academia to join us. And sadly, they don't have any skill sets when it comes to networking and the nuts and bolts of how a network goes together uh, to the point where we need where we can hire them. Um, they're working right. for big companies, big insurance companies, big education. They're even they're even quote unquote teaching networking and still don't really know networking. Um, so I would tell you that for companies like us at Tab, where we're, we need people who kind of know, you know, how the sausage is made, literally, you need to know how to configure routers, how to configure switches, how to understand network packets, DHCP, um, VLANs, VLANing. That's kind of the, the nuts and bolts as to how a network goes together. So I would tell you to brush up on your skills there. And as far as Microsoft certifications, you'd want to start with the obvious one being Windows 10, right? You want to get your, your test under, the, under there for Windows 10. And then if you think you're going to want to work with servers, then you'd work with Server 2019 um, as well. 
So we can put a link up here for some of the certification programs that Microsoft has that we can have you look at. But a lot of times you can do it remotely. You can do it at your own pace, self-study, and then you go take a uh-huh. test. And uh, you take the test in a testing center down there that I'm sure they have that you could then get your certification. But half the battle, Jeff, is just understanding networking. And believe right. it or not, that skill set's pretty rare, it seems. here Up here in Connecticut, it's a lot rarer than we thought it would be. And these, these folks that we're interviewing, some of them have decades of, ex- of experience in IT, quote-unquote, but they don't understand how the network works. Oh, okay. Uh, that, I guess that could be, depending on how diverse you were, something that you could uh, perhaps learn on your own. Uh, because I had took a networking class, but I had so much going on in my house, I couldn't concentrate, so I had to just basically, you know, drop the course. And it's kind of expensive, you know, so... Right. And that was another thing that I was looking at. I w- yeah, I mean... I think it would be better to try, instead of doing it at home, the networking courses you may want to try to do at a learning center of some kind that might be down there. Um, right. I would you know, look at technical colleges or, or community colleges. They may offer courses in, in networking, but you really need to understand the basics of networking. Getting the, the certification on the operating system should be pretty easy. So some right. of the uh, manufacturers have vir- uh, virtual labs that you can uh, go through, but... If you go in at least one class and see what they physically look like and how they plug in, you know, then that would get you that part, and then you might understand the virtual labs better. Right. Oh, okay. All so. right. All right, Jeff. Oh, yeah, one more thing before you go. I couldn't hear you, Jeff. You're kind of breaking up. Are you on a cell phone there? Yeah, I said go gun cops. Still can't make that out. The Gamecocks, the women Gamecocks. Oh, the Gamecocks. Are we playing you guys? Yeah, I think I can't. Your phone is breaking up, Jeff. The, the women, the women. You are the women. Ah, the, the women. women. All right, well, good luck to you, but UConn, if they're playing you, you're going to be in trouble. They were in trouble. They lost already. You're yeah. kidding. Yeah, that was a game they lost last week. What happened? I didn't know that, Jeff. I, obviously, I'm not following it that closely, but generally they win every game. So, hey, good for you guys. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. They played better on that day. All right, Jeff. Yeah. Next thing, next, next, better, all right, next time you call, call on a landline. Your phone's kind of t- trouble to hear, okay? Uh, I'm heading to my DIV meeting. This morning. All right, you, you have fun. Talk, talk to you soon, Jeff. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, his phone goes in and out as far yeah, as clarity. Noticed, yeah. That might be why I can't tell all the jokes. <laughs> um, all right, let's go on to Nick in Simsbury next. Hey, Nick. Hey, good morning. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Did you know the UConn women lost to the Gamecocks? Yeah, didn't you? I guess I didn't know. <laughs> that was big news last I guess week. So. Gino wasn't happy. Oh. oh, I do remember that interview. He was upset. Yes. Yeah, they were asking what he what they did wrong, and all they did was just lose to a better team is what he said, which did make sense. I remember now. Sorry, sorry. So, Nick, what do you got going on? Well, I went away on vacation a couple of weeks ago and turned my computer off, and when I came back, Office wouldn't start up properly. Okay. Um, I was getting execution errors, uh, basically... Uh, getting a message that there was a, I think it's a system file, a DLL file that yep. wasn't present. And I'm just sort of trying to figure out why that would have happened. Well, 
<laughs> why? So, we don't really worry about the why, Nick, when it comes to computers. It's not worth figuring out the why. If you had to figure out the why, you'd go cuckoo. We want to figure out how yeah, to fix it. So, well, it's telling me that I should reinstall the program. Yep. I mean, I bought this. I got an HP uh, Pavilion uh, you know, uh, yeah. laptop here, and you know, I came... Came from the uh, the store with you know Windows 10 and, sure. and uh, Office and all that stuff pre-installed and so I mean telling me to reinstall the program I guess I do I have to go out to Microsoft and no, no I wouldn't I wouldn't rec I don't recommend that you reinstall it What you want to do is uh, open your control panel go to Programs and Features click on your Microsoft Office suite and then click on Change. And under that, it'll offer you the ability to do an online repair. And that's what you want to run. And what that'll do is it'll look at your files and make sure that they're all up to date and that they're okay and they're not corrupt. And it'll fix it. And then after that, it'll usually ask you to reboot. And you'll reboot and it should be fine. Okay. Just, just again, what was, what, was, what was the sequence there? So you're going to go and, and um, open your control panel. So you can hit yeah. the little uh, flag, the little square flag. Just type in control, and control panel will come up. Open the control panel. Go to programs and features, and yeah. under programs and features, you're going to or programs, you're going to scroll down to your Microsoft Office and highlight that, and then up near the top, it's going to say change. You don't want to uninstall it. Okay, don't choose uninstall. Choose change or modify, and then a little window will come up, and it'll offer you the ability to do an online repair. And again, I was trying to be facetious on that why, but the problem is you're running a device that is using zeros and ones on magnetic media that is prone to failure, right? So what happened was something on the hard drive got corrupted or a DLL got damaged when something else got installed. I know you said the machine was turned off, but something before you turned it off could have updated um, or again, there's just a bad spot on your hard drive where this where this program happens to sit and needs to be clean. It needs to be uh, refreshed. So it's just I, the well, nature of this. My short term solution was just to go out and get an open source program called uh, LibreOffice and you know download that and sort of work around it with that. But, sure. But you know when I when I every time I you know I get an Excel file or you know a Word file or whatever I just it it, it, it won't, won't open it right. without me going through that step so yeah no and this what bob suggested should take care of it for you sir okay very good all right nick I appreciate it you're welcome thank you yep bye-bye it is frustrating though though if you ask why we would have a long time to try to figure well, out a lot why. of reasons why <laughs> too many reasons <laughs> we're going to step out for a quick break right we've got uh rick and nick on the line two lines open for you we'll be right back this is computer talk And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. And uh, let's get right to your calls. You were nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go right to uh, Nick in Enfield next. Hey, Nick, you there? Yes. What's up, Thank sir? You. Yeah. Um, I have a couple questions. Okay. Um, sometimes, uh, well, recently when I was logged into my email in Gmail, mm -hmm. I got a message that there might be, um, I don't know, a breach or something where somebody else in meridan was trying to use my email address mm -hmm. is this something that's um like a phishing scam or what could that be legitimate message from gmail it, it could be both it could be a phishing scam or legitimate right so what you have to do is assume it's legitimate yeah. lo log into gmail not from a link in that message 
right? Don't ever use the message that came to you. Go right. lo- go log into Gmail, change your password, make it very difficult, and then turn on two-factor authentication. Okay. Now, even if they're trying to log on in Meriden, and they won't be able to because they don't have your phone. Okay. 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 I did. I did change my uh, password actually twice since then. Okay. Um, and somebody, uh, and if somebody could still be trying to hack into your mailbox, you know, who knows? Maybe you got somebody who's like, "Hey, I want to see if I can." Well, no, yeah, but if you're traveling around, you could be getting different IP addresses, and it's warning you that something's happening from one location versus another location. Yeah, it could be you. <laughs> it could be Gmail warning you about you. That could be true too. Okay, it, I, I thought of that, but I wasn't in that area. Okay, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to access um, email. Um, the other thing is sometimes if I'm want, trying to stream something, you know, YouTube, how to, whatever, mm-hmm. um, after about 10 to 15 minutes, everything slows down. Okay. What are you using and, for uh, internet? Um, I'm using uh, Frontier. Okay. So your bandwidth is pretty slow. It could be. Um, Do you need to get that, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm going to move so you don't hear it. I'm sorry. Um, if you do a speed test on your uh, Frontier service and you find yes. it to be, you know, three, four, or five megabits, that's just too slow. You're going to have that problem. You know, those that bandwidth is not that good. I'm 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 wondering if um if there's something with the with the the working part of the computer that may be slowing down because it's Mm-mm. it's an older machine. I doubt it. I doubt it. I I would no, I would blame your bandwidth first. So do a speed okay. do a speed test and see what you're getting for speed. If your speed is 25 megabits or better? Yes. Then you're right. It's something wrong with your computer. If it's like 20, you know, 3 or 20 or even 10 megabits or lower, which is I suspect what you have, it's your it's your internet. Okay. So I'll do a speed test. Yeah. And I thought of a third question while I was waiting. Can I do that? Real quick. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at getting a device strictly for banking, and I've yeah. been look, looking at tablets, Surface, a laptop, and a Chromebook. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you have any uh, uh, recommendations for a minimum? Yep. Um, yes? I would okay. lean toward a Chromebook because yes. everything's web-based, right? Everything you're going to be doing – on your banking and everything is web-based. You don't need an operating yep. system for that. You just need a browser-based device, and that's what a yep. Chromebook is. So I would lean toward a Chromebook. Only use it for those things. Do not you know, surf with it. Do not do anything else with it. Okay. And um, I would I would do a cheap Chromebook for that. So I, they have things like uh, Pentium 3, 5, 7. Right. Would the, would the 3 work? It's pretty low end. Um, it's just yeah. a browser, though, so maybe I would play with it a little bit at the store. Um, All right. I, I've done. I don't have a Chromebook myself because uh, I avoid any online at all if I can. I just don't like it. But um, I would try it out before a Pentium. T- a Pentium processor is something we started with twenty five years ago. <laughs> it's yeah. not a lot of power there. I wouldn't personally I I don't recommend anything lower than an i5. I just find it too frustrating to work with. Yeah. It's just oh. me. The others will work if you're just doing uh browsing and and uh email, but mm-hmm. basically anything beyond that you're going to 
spend a lot of time just sitting and waiting and twiddling your thumbs. Yeah. All right, Nick. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck. All right. Let's try to get to Rick in Wallingford next. He was nice enough to join us. What's going on, Rick? Oh, hi. How you guys doing? Fine. How are you? Good, good. Let me just get into my car so I can get, over, get rid of all the background noise here as I'm running across the parking lot. Okay. I missed the tail end of something before. Okay. You guys were talking about the um, the, the TV service that's available. Do you get like 70 stations or something like that? Yeah, YouTube TV. YouTube TV, it's called. Oh, yeah. And you just hook your uh, your computer line coming in, your cable line. I mean, your, your internet service up to it. Or- yep. It's an app. So if you have a, a any kind of streaming device like a Roku or a or a um, Nvidia Shield or whatever a smart TV, you load the YouTube TV app, and it has seventy channels. It's about fifty bucks a month, and it's local channels. It's plenty of sports. It's all sorts of great stuff. Okay, but it's, it's just TV. It's not the internet, though, is it? Correct. It's just the TV channels. You're paying for internet from somebody else, either your your you know your cable provider or if you're lucky enough to be right. in. Well, you're in Wallingford, right? So, got yeah. you got to convince the folks over there at the power company to do their own internet service. Oh, it's 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 we're stuck with Comcast, and it's yeah, it's just it's just you know they they keep on jacking prices up. And, I know. You know the this on demand thing also. They slide these things in there. In there, it, you, you get a bunch of free ones in a row. Then there's one you got to pay for. If you don't notice it, you're, you're, you're hitting you two ninety nine to watch a TV show that you're, you want to. Re- yeah, three hundred dollars. It's a car payment. It's a luxury car payment to watch TV with these cable providers. So you would be able to cancel everything to do with your TV side of that equation. Just pay mm-hmm. for internet, and then bring on YouTube TV. And what's the price to pay for just internet for somebody? You'd have to ask them. Um, but I would tell you, yeah, maybe a hundred dollars or eighty dollars or sixty dollars. It seems to be whatever they want to charge you. Yeah, I'll check just if it makes because it's you know it's it's just getting too costly and the things don't work right and you get blacked out. You you miss this and it's yeah, it's it's too inconsistent. I hear you. And you only okay. and you don't need a lot of bandwidth. Don't let them sell you three hundred megabits. You only need about a hundred. Go net speed. Yeah, yeah. Go net speed. Right. Yeah. Or again, Wallingford's got the lowest, cheapest power, right? Because you guys, you'll have your own yes, power we do. plant. We do. If you could convince the it. folks over there to bring up their own internet, man, you guys would be sitting pretty. You'd, everyone would be yeah. flocking to Wallingford. <laughs> sure, sure. All right. Yeah, right. Lastly, too, real quick on the, on the Windows, uh, Windows, the Office um, 365, is, that's what I've got on our home system. Yeah. You know, they, they gave it to you when you first got the computer, then they keep on bugging you for these subscriptions. Right. What, what's that a, a reasonable price just to pay if you want to buy it outright? Just never, never. The home and business is like three hundred dollars. You're going to pay for it once, and you'll have it for the next seven years, right? Right, right. And this person, I'm trying to hit you, you know, hundred bucks every year or two years, and it's yeah, they're going to try to rent it to you versus buying yeah. it outright. So check out, yeah. check it out. We'll we'll put a link up there for you. All right, Rick, we got to okay. go. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey, thank you. All right, I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I know it's chilly out there, so you're all cuddled up with your computers. We do appreciate it. I want to thank Mike G for posting everything live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com. That's our website, which also works. If you go to Facebook and like us on Facebook over at Tab Computer System, and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it may get into your news feed. And for some reason, if you have time for Twitter, I have no idea how. If you follow us on Tab Computer Sys at Twitter, it'll get into your Twitter feed. I want to thank Matt and Mike for producing. See you next week.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.